0: Is a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump. Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections, and she's ready to tackle the big cultural and legal issues facing America. This is the Jenna Ellis Show. Here is your host, Jenna Ellis.
1: Welcome, friends, to Monday on the Jenna Ellis Show. I'm Jenna Ellis, and first, we have seen a total failure of government. The botched exit from Afghanistan makes us less safe than we have been in years. Disastrous economic policies have inflation soaring. Even your freedoms and liberties are at risk with outrageous government overreach, the closing of businesses, and mandates like what we're going to talk about today that violate our U.S. Constitution. The bottom line is that we are in the midst of a failed presidency, and things are continuing to get worse we're seeing this daily in the news, in the headlines, uh, like the Southwest situation that we're going to talk about today. So now is time for Americans to take steps to protect your finances and retirements. When times are turbulent, you need an asset that protects you. And that's why I believe in investing in gold and trust my friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Gold offers a hedge against inflation and protects you from the volatile financial markets. Legacy Precious Metals is a company you can trust to give you good, patient counsel for your personal situation. Their team of experts has decades of experience helping Americans like you and me make the right decision for yourself and your family. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-528-1903. That's 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. So we are talking today on a Monday about this really amazing story, frankly, that came out uh, yesterday over the weekend. Southwest Airlines had to cancel over 1,000 flights. They're still in the midst of a lot of uh, really crazy situation. And of course, the uh, the Southwest PR guys uh, wanted to blame this on the weather. Well, me and a few of my friends actually just flew out of Florida yesterday, and I got to tell you. The weather was totally fine. So the fact that Southwest is blaming this on the weather, uh, my good friend who I've endorsed, Don Huffines, actually uh, just had an, an amazing tweet. When he said, um, and I got to get to this on my on my Twitter here, this is hilarious. He said, uh, Don Huffines really hope the weather gets better for Southwest Airlines. Our companies, other companies imposing vaccine mandates, can expect a similar stormy forecast. We must ban all vaccine mandates in Texas. This is all about pilots standing up and saying we are not going to be controlled by a coercive employer or by the federal government coercing our own employers. And so, also uh, yesterday there was a lawsuit that was filed, um, and this was this was really fascinating, honestly. And I think that um, even though conservatives. Are genuinely um, against kind of you know the big unions, uh, really primarily because unions tend to um, collectively bargain in a way that they either coerce people into joining, or they also uh, then will say, well, we're going to. Uh, give a lot of campaign finance donations on behalf of the union dues, um, basically take money from conservatives to fund Democrat candidates. So there's a lot of reasons why conservatives, you know, sometimes aren't so much for collective bargaining. But the whole idea of why unions started, of course, was to say, well, the little guy, you know, one little individual worker may not have the resources, the support, and especially the legal uh, help to be able to go against a big bad company. So this uh, plaintiff's opposed motion for a temporary and preliminary injunctive relief um, was filed by the Southwest Airlines Pilot Association against Southwest Airlines uh, in the United States District Court for the Northern District of, of Texas. If you've flown Southwest like I have so many times, you know that they're based out of Texas. Uh, this is the salient paragraph in this in this case. Several times since August 30th, 2021. Southwest Airlines has taken new unilateral actions which violate the status quo between the parties in further violation of the Railway Labor Act. Most recently, on October 4th, 2021, Southwest Airlines unilaterally rolled out a new and non-negotiated COVID vaccine mandate for all employees, including SWAPA pilots. The new vaccine mandate unlawfully imposes new conditions of employment and the new policy threatens termination of any pilot not fully vaccinated by December 8, 2021. Southwest Airlines additional new and unilateral modification of the party's collective bargaining bargaining agreement is in clear violation of the RLA because of Southwest Airlines' continued unilateral actions and its continued violations of the RLA, which harm the SWAPA, the pilots, and its members. This motion is necessary, and SWAPA respectfully seeks an immediate hearing. So this is, my friends, going to continue... Uh, to make news, it's going to continue. We're going to see these legal challenges. I've been talking about this since uh, Biden came out with this ridiculous press conference, which was uh, basically just saying we're going to coerce uh, all companies that have more than a hundred employees into these ridiculously overbroad and unconstitutional vaccine mandates. And a lot of people are pushing back. And one of my really good friends, you got to follow him on Twitter. Um, John Cardillo is um, is a former NYPD um, and also an amazing conservative commentator, prolific on social media, always gets right to the point. Um, you got to follow him because he has been following not only this story but really also kind of has his finger on the pulse of where true American conservative, uh, you know, liberty loving patriots are. And um, John, I want to just uh, thank you first of all for coming on the program. You and I have been good friends for a number of years. And, uh, and and just get your take on this whole story initially. I was so happy to see so many people come out and say, We gotta have more of this.
2: Yeah, well, you know, Jenna, originally I had tweeted something out about a month ago. A very, very close friend of mine, guy I'm friends with about fifteen years, is a uh, he's a pilot with about ten thousand hours, rated in various jets. His current business he runs a private charter operation, but he's flown for the airlines. In fact, he was a, a training pilot for one of the major airlines and he had told me a month or two ago that anecdotally more and more of his uh, colleagues and friends in the aviation world were refusing the vaccines because they were seeing pilots who were vaxxed experience things like vein thrombosis, embolisms, things of that nature at altitude. Not only is that life-threatening to the pilot and also the air crew, not unique to pilots, anybody up in the air with them, the flight attendants, any mechanic that might be on a ride-along, an engineer, etc., they were experiencing these things, life-threatening to them, but detrimental if it were to happen to a pilot and co-pilot in flight, especially on a private aircraft where you might not have a pilot, you know, riding, a, you know, taking what they call a deadhead to the next assignment. And so they began to become very concerned as an industry. So it doesn't surprise me what we're seeing here at Southwest. I'll say I have a cousin who flies for another major carrier, uh, very similar politics to you and I but also a very science-minded guy, an engineer by training before he was a pilot. And he was very anti-vax for those reasons as well, what he was seeing anecdotally with other pilots, other air crews, in terms of vein thrombosis, embolisms, uh, heart issues. And so when you look at all of these anecdotal incidents, well, when you have enough anecdotal, they begin to become empirical, and eventually they do become scientific. But these are you got to remember, pilots are highly skilled, highly educated people. A very good portion of these pilots, Jenna, were former military deployed in combat. These are people who are very well-educated, very successful at what they do, people that we would call American heroes in many cases, and they're refusing to, to take this vaccine because they've seen the effects, the detrimental, potentially devastating effects that it's had at altitude on their coworkers and friends— There's something to that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not making any claims on your show. I'm just commenting on highly skilled, highly educated people that we trust with hundreds of lives in a commercial aircraft saying, I'm not comfortable with this. Remember, before a pilot gets in that seat, before that plane takes off, they look at the entire exterior of that aircraft, the interior. They go through an exhaustive checklist. For them to say, I'm not comfortable flying for any reason, is something we should all take notice
1: of. Yeah. And, and John, that is, that is fascinating. I had no idea that, um, altitude, you know, there were these, some of these stories and it's actually sad that we always have to caveat, you know, saying, Hey, you know, I'm not a doctor, not making any claims. I mean, you know, all this because just questioning this and just talking about, um, even anecdotally, some of these instances, um, that should be of concern to major airlines because, like you just said, I mean, you know, I've had friends and family who, you know, have been in the military as pilots who, um, you know, for commercial airlines, all of this. And if they even, you know, wake up and they're like, you know what, I'm just not 100% on my game, they don't fly. And so, why is it that? all of these questions surrounding this particular vaccination, well, you're a conspiracy theorist and you're anti-science and you don't care about grandma and, you know, all of these other absurd kind of ad hominems, if all we're doing is questioning this, and it would seem to me – That the airline industry would care a heck of a lot more about safety and about these pilots' concerns than they would mandating something that, frankly, is still experimental. Now, you and I, I don't think, you know, at least speaking for me, I'm not... Anti-vax. I am anti-mandating this experimental vaccine, and if you want to take it, go ahead. But if you don't want to take it, that should be your fundamental right. So, you know, so so where do you see this going with the airline industry?
2: Well, Jenna, like you, you know, I'm not anti-vax. I was a kid, was vaccinated for everything. My parents aren't anti-vax. I'm anti-tyranny. I'm anti-telling anybody you need to disbelieve the research you're doing, and you need to stick this thing into your body. I'm anti that for any reason. i made make one last point. They're trusting these pilots with aircraft that cost $100 hundred million, two hundred, two hundred and fifty million $250 million. To now call them conspiracy theorists is just absurd. So I think you're going to see more of this take hold. There was a report, a report yesterday. It was either uh, one of the big guys, Politico, AP, or Fox. I forget who reported it that they're now hearing rumblings of this happening at American Airlines. I suspect from what I'm hearing, my cousin flies for a different carrier than Southwestern American. His uh, uh, co-workers at that airline are about to do the same. There's going to be a sick out. So I expect this to grow like wildfire throughout the aviation industry.
1: Wow. And, you know, and, and this is actually a good thing. I mean, in the In the interim, it's always frustrating when, um, you know, as consumers, we're going to have our flights disrupted. Um, Obviously, the holiday season is coming up. There were a number of comments online, you know, talking about that. But overall, I think this is a great opportunity for more and more Americans to say, wait a minute, we are all going to, as a united front, uh, stand up and just say no to this and say, you know, this has to be every individual's uh, free and an absolutely uncoerced choice. And, um, you know, and John, I, I was watching uh, from, actually from Miami, you and I were both at the AmpFest conference, and um, and on, um, over the weekend, on a Saturday night, I was watching uh, President Trump and his rally in Iowa. And one of the things that I found really fascinating is that even though President Trump was part of you know he he launched um, the task force and and all of this that was you know the the operation warp speed to get the vaccine uh, done and accommodated very quickly, which I think is a great thing. Um, it was surprising to me that he hasn't come out as strongly as frankly I would prefer against vaccine mandates. Um, what do you think is going on there and what would you like to see from President Trump?
2: Yeah, look, I mean, Jenna, you know, I've always been a supporter of the president, got to know him a little bit, and and, and always uh, happy, will be a supporter no matter what he does. I think he's been an effective kingmaker, but I've, I've long said that Donald Trump had the most effective, bar none, the most effective presidential policies I've ever seen in my lifetime, and at the same time made some of the worst personnel decisions I've ever seen in my lifetime, we can— we're a laundry list of them. Uh, a laundry list of them, in, including his endorsements of people like RNC uh, chairwoman Rana Romney McDaniel, yes. Romney McDaniel, and keeping Fauci. And so I, I believe he's still taking advice from people he shouldn't be on certain talking points and and his approach to COVID vaccine mandates, etc. Simply being silent because oftentimes uh, silence is perceived to equal consent. I think he's still taking advice from people he shouldn't be.
1: Hmm. And and I'm really glad that you are forthright in saying this, John, because so many people who are, you know, ardent Trump supporters, people like you and me that support America First policies, um, know the president, love the president. I I support him so much. I mean, I I just saw him a couple weeks ago. I'm actually out in Miami as well, and you know, had a great conversation with him. And um, and he's he is, I think, um, the most effective. President, um, certainly of my lifetime, and um, and I agree with you on all those policies. But I think even he would also agree that um, some of the personnel decisions were not so great, um, including you know Jeff Sessions initially, um, you know including Bill Barr, including some of these people who are just so swampy, and they have um, they have more of a power hungry big government. Idea That runs rampant in the Republican Party, not just Democrats, um, but in the Republican Party as well. And, um, and and I and I'm glad to hear you say that, you know, he he should be encouraged. And as you know. I know he listens to this program on occasion and so, um, you know, President Trump, if you're listening, this is a great um, opportunity for us to be able to say we love and support you and for all of these rhinos, you know, don't take their advice anymore. Um, You know, there are people who for their own nefarious purposes want to continue to have the ear of the president, want to continue to advise him um, in a way that's absolutely detrimental to America First and there are still people around him that don't have his same principles uh, don't have the American founding principles in mind. And John and I can say that, by the way, as people who love and support President Trump and first and foremost love and support this country and the principles it was founded upon. So for everyone listening, it 's not to say that you know if you ever uh, talk about you know the personnel decisions or you talk about things like that, oh, that means that you know you 're no longer supporting president trump well no that's that 's so black and white, and it doesn 't work like that it 's a lot more complex and you know John and I have been around Trump world <laughs> long enough to to understand the complexities here so um, so I think that's that 's incredibly important um, but but coming back kind of to the more broad a new cycle of all of this, John, Um, I think and I hope that this is going to continue to encourage even other industries to move forward and to say, you know what, if pilots who are very well respected, you know, you said they're very highly educated, they're very precise, uh, if they are also taking this stand and they're saying, no, we are not going to be coerced because we truly for whatever reason, whether it's a matter of conscience, conscience health and safety, uh, they're saying we are not going to be coerced and we're actually going to sue over this. Um, this is kind of a spark of, of the brush fires of liberty, if you will. And how far do you think this is going to go into impacting potentially other industries?
2: Well, I think it's going to go far. I had a conversation just this morning and about, again, about 10 minutes before we uh, begin the show with a very good friend of mine, a friend of mine from New York. We've known each other, all oh, about 20 years or so. And uh, she had said to me, she works for a hedge fund and she's senior at that hedge fund, does very well, makes a very good living. And she's right now deciding whether or not she's going to quit her job because of the vaccine mandate. And she's giving up a very healthy six-figure salary, uh, potentially more with her bonus to do just that. And, and more than a few of her coworkers are mulling over the same decision. So I think this is gonna impact, this is, this is such a, a passionate issue. It's invoking so much passion on both sides that there are people willing to give up very healthy livings to not be forced to do something uh, that they're very uncomfortable doing. And in her case, she's a healthy person, but had very bad allergies her whole life and had terrible allergies to vaccines. a child going as far as to make her allergic to milk And she said, look, I'm healthy, I've tested for antibodies, I had COVID, I see no reason to take this. With my history of being allergic to vaccines and and bad allergies in general, her own doctors believe it's detrimental for her, but that doesn't qualify her as written for a medical exemption. She can't get one, her doctors are terrified of being fired for bucking the system, so she's Really now considering giving up a very lucrative job in finance, so I wow. think this is going to spread to other sectors pretty pretty quickly
1: yeah and you know and and I hope that it does, but my fear on this as well is that for people like that and like her, who are you know great in the industry who um, you know have obviously uh, made a lucrative career uh, you know in the private sector, this is also pushing out a lot of really great people from not just government but private industry as well and it's it's in effect kind of forcing socialism in in a way that is impacting conservatives and liberty loving people in a way that i think the biden administration is intentionally trying to perpetuate
2: yeah and and let me make something clear about her she is a down the road moderate who voted voted for hillary clinton this is not a person who's a she doesn't have our politics I'll, I'll say that much. She voted for Trump. She voted for Hillary for Senate in New York. She voted for Trump in, in 16 and 20. But she'll vote them if she likes the candidate. This is not an ideologue. But I think you're right, Jen. I think what this is going to do. But then again, is that not by design? Is it not by design to cripple the private sector so that everyone is dependent on government? I, I don't see any... Look, I ask this question all the time. <clears throat> Whenever I do any commentary like this, I speak to groups. If your single goal. If your only mission was to destroy the United States of America from the inside out, what would you do differently than the Biden administration is doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. And and the answer to that is pretty obvious. And uh you know, and and John, this is something where I think a lot of people are are standing up and they're starting to see how we were just months away from having, you know, freedom and liberty um, under Trump, you know, obviously some problems with the Democrats pushing back all of these, you know, impeachment hoaxes, all of this kind of stuff. But then in just nine months of a Biden presidency – this type of coercion is just absolutely insane and we're seeing how quickly we can go from freedom and liberty to abject tyranny uh really really quickly and um and I want to play really quick this uh this clip that I saw on Twitter today that it's um it's a couple of minutes and I want you to listen to the audio because um the caption here and it's on um, allegiance to liberty. Um, and, and it's originally from TikTok. So, you know, not really sure that the originator of this particular video, but the tagline here that I saw on Twitter and, and also retweeted says it's not just Southwest Airlines. Other pilots are starting to stand up. I stand with the pilots, the truckers, the conductors, and the cap the captains. Listen to this. I think it's a, a really brilliant expression of exactly what we're fighting here.
3: I've been an airline pilot for 18 years and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated. Which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Whether you believe in vaccination is the right thing to do or not, the situation goes far beyond health. We the American people have fought for freedom for 257 years. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. We help other countries and people fight for their freedoms while ours are being stripped away. You may think being forced to wear a mask or get a vaccination is insignificant, but when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom, it becomes very significant. As each thing is taken away, we face what is known as the shifting baseline syndrome, this syndrome changes our idea of a new and acceptable normal. Soon, we will not remember what it was like to have the freedoms we once did. Our children and our grandchildren will experience less freedom, and they won't have the privilege or the pleasure to enjoy the same choices our parents had or that we have. If we give in to these mandates and we do not stand up for our freedom of choice, We dishonor every armed service person over the last 257 years, a disservice to the people who have fought and bled for the very freedoms we enjoy. Whether you believe in vaccination or not, I'm standing up for your freedom of choice. You may support the vaccine mandates because they fall in line with your current beliefs. But if we let this happen now, there will be a day when what you're told to do will not fall in line with your beliefs. If we do not stand together and fight back in one voice soon, we could be told where to live, what job we will do, what religion to believe and how many children we can have. Do you really want someone telling your children or your grandchildren, what, when, and how they will live every minute of their lives? It's time we take a stance. It's time we fight for our freedom of choice while we still can join us.
1: That it was so perfectly stated, and I continue to say that if they can, they of course meaning you know federal government employees, whoever it is, they who is compelling you, if they can coerce a vaccine, even if you like it, you think that that's fine, you think it's you know it's great. If they can compel that, what else then? Can they not compel in the name of health and safety and say, oh, this is for your good, this is for collective society? American government was never ever founded on the premise. Of what's good for the collective society, it's always about freedom of individual liberty and choice. That's what it means to pursue happiness and be able to exercise our own independent, individual fundamental rights. And that's what we have to stand up and preserve and protect. That's why this case that Southwest Airlines is moving forward in—you know—whether it's it's on a collective bargaining as a union, however you know whatever their theory of law is. The bottom line of these cases is that people are starting to stand up. And they're starting to say, no, we are not going to be coerced. We have to be able to exercise the freedom of choice that are legitimate choices, by the way, that doesn't mean we have choice in every area. That's, that's a talking point of the left to say, Oh, well, you've been against, you know, choice to murder babies. Well, no, we can always be against that, but f- true freedom, liberty and individual choices to make the best decisions for ourselves and our families. So John Cardillo, you've been with me today. Um, really appreciate your voice. And what is the advice that you have to fellow conservatives or even just, you know, the, the Democrats who are the, the Biden, Uh, remorse voters who are going, wait a second, I didn't vote for this. Um, What's the path forward?
2: Look, vote for liberty-minded candidates, but to the conservatives, get involved on the local level. The biggest mistake we ever made, and Jenna, you and I have been very critical of the RNC, and Ronnie McDaniel in particular, but I blame establishment, Republicanism, the GOP, the RNC, for ignoring, for looking down on local races. And if 2020 taught us anything, especially through the lens and in the context of voter fraud, that your elections are decided in a handful of counties and a handful of states by supervisors of elections and district attorneys, state attorneys, call them what you will, prosecutors, at the local level. We see what's happening with school boards. Get involved locally and be very vocal. So local and vocal, because it's the only way you're going to affect change right now.
1: Absolutely. So well said. So follow John Cardio. It's just at John Cardio, J O H N C A R D I L L O, for a lot of hard-hitting analysis, really a uh, great somewhat sometimes snarky comments which I personally appreciate cuz you <laughs> a know that's salty. <laughs> just a little a little. But that's what that's what we love about you, John. So, uh follow John Cardio and also the other thing that you can do of course is support other patriots who are trying to make a difference like our good friend Mike Lindell. He has been on the front lines and you may not agree with all of his opinions. That's okay, but does that mean that he deserves to get canceled? Absolutely not. He has been pushed out of these liberal-minded big-box stores, and that's why so many conservatives, including myself, are supporting Mike Lindell, and I'm very proud and thrilled that he is a sponsor of The Jenna Ellis Show and really grateful to my friend Mike Lindell. And so go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use the promo code Jenna, that's J-E-N-N-A, and you'll find some really amazing offers. Um, you will get uh, a great discount on all of your orders there, but also discounts on all the MyPillow products, including MyPillow mattress topper, Pillow towel sets, the slippers, which I really love, and so much more. So you can call 1-800-564-8475 and use the promo code Jenna or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Jenna. So uh, friends, of course, we had an interview scheduled for today that because of the Southwest Airlines situation, I wanted to talk about that, give you uh, kind of the legal and conservative perspective on that. But definitely, definitely uh, download and stay tuned for the episode tomorrow. I, uh, where John and I were at AmpFest this weekend in Miami. I had a chance to sit down with uh, my good friend, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Green, as well as uh, Corey DeAngelis, who is um, actually Dr. Corey DeAngelis. He likes to make fun of the fact that he's a doctor in the same way that Jill Biden is a doctor, which I mean. Uh, you know, not the medical doctor, but definitely doctor of education. And uh, he and I were on a panel talking all about school choice, why it's so important to fund uh, individuals and not systems. So I uh, have a great conversation with them that's going to be dropping tomorrow. So definitely stay tuned to The Jenna Ellis Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, share on social media. And we will be back tomorrow with that great interview with Congresswoman Green. She talks a lot about the system of DC, the swamp and what is going on, some of the behind the scenes stuff. I mean it's gonna it's gonna shock you and her comments on McConnell. So really looking forward to that. I will see you tomorrow here on the Jenna Ellis show.